Welcome to the Jenna and Tosh Show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2021. <laughs> How you doing, Tosh? Well, I mean, we're starting our first podcast of 2021 back in our houses. Yes, we are Zooming in again. For those yeah. of you who are watching us on Rogers TV, you can see that we are not in the pretty fabulous, wonderful studio with all the nice lights that make us look really good. Yeah. But, you know, we do have cool backdrops. I have to say, I'm kind of impressed with us. Yeah, yeah, your wallpaper. I'm supporting the Albert County Chamber of Commerce today. Yeah, I've got my I've got my fun mug. Oh. I don't I don't have my branded <laughs> podcast mug, but I do have my very uh, very fitting face on this guy. He's got this kind of like angry, sullen look at it, and I'm covering up where he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been with me a long time. <laughs> I can see why he's sad. He's got a chip out of his chin. Yeah, he's you know still alive in 2021. Hey. Maybe it's a chip on his shoulder. Is that what it is? Oh, could be. More could so be. We have a few of those around. Yeah. <laughs> so Jenna and I, just before we started recording, we were like, hey, what are we going to talk about for our first podcast back? And we're alone, which doesn't happen that often anymore. And then we said, you know what? We're just going to rant. <laughs> yeah, just hit record. Because that, that's how we started this. It was, yeah. you know, for the first... I don't even know how many episodes, probably first 20 plus episodes. I think it was just you and I at some point we started yeah. inviting other people in, but when we started, we would just sit and talk, especially because we didn't know each other very well yet. And yeah. Yeah. it was through these conversations that we realized just how much we have in common. Uh, like the, the cleaning tidbits we were just sharing before we started recording. <laughs> I don't know if you want to share. I, I don't mind. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. We were talking about how dusty our houses are and neither one of us are dusters. And Jenna says when she dusts, it's, it's usually when she can write something yes. in the dust. Yeah. yeah. If, there's enough, if there's enough dust on the surface that I could write something in it, I might wipe it off. To which might. you chimed in. <laughs> yeah, I would do that with like a dirty sock that's about to go in the laundry. Like, yes, I've done exactly the same thing. I mean, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It's going in the laundry already anyway. Why dirty something else to dust? No, no. <laughs> yep, two jobs, one sock. Two jobs, one sock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's Be our new tagline for this year. I feel like I feel like that's just kind of how this year's gonna go. It's like, oh, what can I get by with? Eh, I'll use this dirty sock for something. I'll use this dirty sock. Well, that's it. It's like honestly, 2021 looked at 2020 and was like, hold my beer. <laughs> so Watch true. me. It's a we are six days in on the day of recording this. It's the sixth day of January, and it's already been a crapshoot. Oh my goodness. The last 24 hours in our province, in our community has just been off the rails. Off <laughs> there is, the rails. I, and I have to say, I am, I'm very glad and very fulfilled. No, that's not the right word. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Cause I'm on like four hours sleep, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm very, very heartened by the fact that a lot of people that I'm seeing sharing their thoughts on social media are being very kind about what's happening. Yes. We've had this kind of like back-to-back -back series of weird, crazy things. We've gone back into our orange phase of COVID recovery, and then we had a shooting incident, and the shooter's still at large, and so then there were emergency alerts coming out, and then school closures happening after some kids had already left home to get on the bus. 
and there's a lot there's just so much emotion in the air it's like you can physically feel it everywhere yeah and yet so many people are still being kind and still taking the time to realize everyone is human everyone is doing their best yes we all probably wish there are times when decisions could be made quicker or Hmm. you know we could take back typos that we sent out a release with you know a wrong number or a wrong you know letter in someone's name but this stuff happens all the time we're human we are and and sometimes yes it, it helps to vent and to like even to kind of have that moment of you know I'm gonna get up on my horse because I wouldn't do that wouldn't you oh, totally. you would but sometimes it feels good just to kind of be like oh look someone else made a mistake and I would just encourage everyone if you need to do that just just do it verbally to someone in your presence yeah. you don't need to put that out there on social media you don't need to pile on to the people who are doing everything they can to do everything right because no one knows exactly what to do this is still in these crazy situations. times. Yes, yes. Now that's coming from two people that have media training. Um, so, and I mean, I, that doesn't mean that I don't put typos out all the time because almost every single post that I put out has a typo and I have to go back and check it. And I, cause I'm super guilty of pushing send too fast and I don't go and look at what my phone's autocorrected. But admittedly, like I was on the radio when all of this was going down and I was super mad because my kids were ready to go out the door to get on the bus. And when I went upstairs to tell them, like, there's not going to be any school today, I was kind of like stuck in this situation because I don't lie to my kids, but I do hold a lot back from them. Um, And I was like, what do I tell them? It's not snowing. I can't tell them that it's a snow day. And like you already anyway. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell them the truth. I deviated a bit to make it not as harsh. I just said like some, some young boy was playing with guns and he made a dumb move and now the police are looking for him. And they were like, okay. And my youngest looks at me and goes, cool. Can I eat those chicken nuggets that you cooked me for my lunch? I love her. (laughs) And I was like, God, why can't I look at it that way? You know what I mean? Like she was like, sweet. Now I get chicken fingers for breakfast. Yeah. Like that's like, and I don't like, I, you know, as adults, we don't think of life that way. And now, you know, I don't have to worry about like at one 30, picking them up from the bus and then two 30, picking them up from the bus. Now I get my whole day. Once we're done recording to literally sit on my butt. Yeah. I it's think, not that bad. No, I think, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we will ever know all the ins and outs of how all the decisions had to be made for all the series of events that happened today. And I, I don't think we need to. Yeah. And, and so maybe we'll never know whether or not the universe kind of just conspired to say, you know what? I think New Brunswick needs a mental health day. Yeah. You're all just going <laughs> to stay home. Because even yeah. I know there are businesses that decided not to open their, you know, their offices today and everything. You know what? I think everyone just needs a little bit of a break. And we were also talking about this before we started. I, I would go so far as to say, you know what? You just want to full on put the brakes on, give everyone a good old two week red break. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going anywhere anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> really change much. And and that's what we were saying. Um, I was shocked that the announcement was not 
that we were going into red. I really thought that we'd go into red. They would just shut it down and stop things. Um, I'm happy that we only went to orange, but that's because it doesn't affect my life. It doesn't change. The only change that comes of it is that my kids have to wear masks all day at school. That is the only change for our family, uh, which I don't like them wearing masks all day at school. But if that's the biggest thing we have to deal with, so be it. Yeah, I think both of us are in similar positions where it, we're very privileged in the sense that it doesn't impact our lives a lot because you and I both already worked from home before all this started. Like before anyone else was forced yeah. to work at home, you and I worked from home anyway. I mean, yes, we'd go into the studio to record the show, but for the most part, we were used to being separate from society. <laughs> yeah, oh, big time. I am in this little basement cave, you know, 20 hours a day <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's a stretch yeah, but yeah. yeah well no, no no I'm like yeah and yeah so you work what like eight so yeah 20 20 away from the kids sounds right <laughs> yeah give or take give or take my kids are are early to bed so and then I'm back down here into the basement but I I um I I trying to remind people that we're still in really good shape I know that they put it out there like these numbers are huge numbers, but it is like still at this moment, because we don't have today's numbers while we're recording this, we're like 0.003% of our population that's affected right now. I'd like to keep it that way. Absolutely. But when you consider Ontario and that is like a town in Ontario, like that's how many people have it in a town where we're an entire province of people. So I'm like super against fear mongering as I know that we've vented that before. I can't stand fear mongering and I can't stand people that make statements before they know the facts. And the facts are that it is a very small percentage of our community. And I think that our leaders are doing a very fantastic job, even though in a way I'm gonna say it, I think they are fear mongering to keep people home. Um, I still think that they're doing a fantastic job in relaying how important it is to follow the rules. Yes, I think it's it's so tricky because it's there's such a fine line between us being okay, like we are right now. You know, our our healthcare system is not overwhelmed at this moment, but it's only going to take one day, right? That's that's the mm -hmm. thing is our province is so small that it's going to be so quick for the healthcare system to get overwhelmed if things get out of control. And that's the scary part because there's no way to know for sure. Like you can't, you can't really know of those cases, how many of them might get serious. And then it's that added level, right? Of, you know, I was looking at the numbers coming out of Los Angeles. I have family down there. And one of the, one of the healthcare professionals down there had just shared that their ICUs are considered to be at 120% capacity right now. And what people I think are forgetting when we have that conversation about why we have to do these measures, it's not simply COVID that we're, we're working against. It's that idea of like, if our ICUs hit, you know, even close to hundred percent, what happens for everyone else who ends up in a car crash, who has an aneurysm, who has, you know, a heart attack, there's all kinds of other things that there's such a trickle down with that. Like that's the part that I think we're so far into this that there's that complacency now of people are forgetting 
the reason that fear exists for some people, mm-hmm. right? I agree. Like it, it's not necessarily COVID we have to fear. And I don't think it's the over control of the government we have to fear. I think it's, it's because there's so many pieces, it's hard to really get people to understand. And so sometimes people will focus on one simple fact when it's really that huge conjoined picture of everything that people are trying to juggle. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. And I have it firsthand experience. Um, in October, my dad got really sick very quickly, went downhill very, very, very fast. And every time my mom would take him to the hospital, they would just say, we don't have any room. You need to go home. And like here, so my mom was basically left to care for him. She's not a nurse. Um, so like they had like the in-home nurses coming and whatever, but it was basically not like there was no, nothing COVID related to his illness at all. His kidneys had shut down and they, there was basically like, there's no room at the inn. So here's what's going to happen. And you're hundred percent right. Like they're in a big city in Ontario that is overwhelmed right now and can't, their hospitals can't deal with these things. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't have died either way. I'm just saying that having more care may have been changing. It could have been life-changing for both of them. And it could have, you know, left my mother here, who's now a widow um, with more knowledge of the situation of what just happened. So it's support through it because not only you have to take on that care aspect, she had to do it without you being able to be there. And, you know, that's, I think, I think a lot of people who haven't had that firsthand experience aren't quite as empathetic and as understanding as maybe we should be about those trickle down impacts, right? You, you Mm -hmm. are not the only person I know who watched a parent's memorial service over Zoom in December, like just in December. I knew several people who went through that experience because it wasn't safe or it wasn't, I don't want to use the word convenient to travel, but like, I know in your case for you to have, you could have gone to Ontario and come back and done your 14 days and been within the rules but you and I both know to take 14 days away yeah. from your family when you have young children is not an easy thing to do. You can't, ju- that's not a simple decision to make. It's not. And then on top of it, my youngest had a birthday in that time. And then there's Christmas. Do you know what I mean? And if it had just been, you know, my husband and I and our two kids and there was no other family members to see over Christmas break, then yeah, I could have, I could have made it feasible. <laughs> But it just, at the same time, wasn't worth the risk to my family, too. My brother was able to come and be with my mom. Uh, he lives in Alberta. So he was he was able to go. And um, do I feel horrible? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if my grieving is more the grieving of not being there. Because I don't think that it's going to be real to me until like I actually see my mom and I can actually like and I'm home and he's not there I think that that's going to make it more real and even talking with family members back home too um you know like asking around how everybody's doing and and a lot of them said the same thing like because we couldn't celebrate Christmas together for like the first time ever my family's super tight and they're always together they said we've never been able to like I don't think it 
became a reality for anybody because none of us were together. So it didn't seem like he was missing. So it's going to like all these realities are going to hit all these families and like mental health right now is I think should be the number one priority for everybody, whether you're going through the grieving process, like my family is, or whether you're just dealing with the fact that this is life now. And it's such a change that, that we, we all need to, I don't know, make sure we're getting it out. And I'm not saying that you need to be posting everything on social media, but you need to have an outlet. I think we all need to find an outlet right now to save ourselves. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, talking, uh, moving, you know, I know in our family, we invested in some of those, uh, seasonal lights, you know, the, the happy Ooh, lights, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's a constant discussion here and a constant, yeah, checking in and it's, it's such a strange spot to be in because we can see that light at the end of the tunnel that there are vaccines and things are going to change at some point. We, we can see that now, but that point is still moving. It's not like it was some magical, like, oh, look, it's January 1st. Life is good now. Like that's, that's never the way it happened any year. Never. It wasn't going to be any different this year. It's, yeah. yeah, I think we still have a long road ahead of us, but at least now I think, I hope that people do have some of those, you know, coping mechanisms and at least that awareness that, yeah, we need to keep talking through this. We need to keep ourselves moving. I, I woke up the other night and well, I waking up is not really accurate. I, I wasn't asleep yet, but I sat up in bed and actually like grabbed paper and pen. And I was thinking about when I used to swim. So you might mm. not know by looking at me, but I was a lifeguard. <laughs> oh, trust Jenna, me, come on. No one wants me to be in charge of their safety right now. <laughs> but back in high school, I was all right. One of the things that you have to do when you're becoming a lifeguard is time swims. So you have a certain number of laps you have to do in a certain window of time. And that was always my biggest challenge. And I think the turning point for me in that came when I realized it wasn't, it, it was okay to stop doing front crawl and switch over and do back crawl as long as I kept moving. Right. right? If, if you stop, you're never going to make it but there's nothing that says you can't shift you can't change so when I would roll over onto my back and do my back crawl and I could breathe and I could look up at the ceiling and I could count the lights it it brought me back down like, okay yep keep moving and you know what yeah I might have been right up against that <laughs> last second on the time whatever <laughs> but but I think that's what we all need to remember right now like it's okay to shift from what's been normal for you. It's okay if you need to find a new way to cope with something, just keep doing something, keep moving. You don't have to move fast. You don't have to move. You know, it doesn't have to be powerful, right? That was the other thing I've seen. Like, you know, when you're, when you're doing the front crawl, it's these really big, powerful strokes that you're just like, you know, just pushing through the water on your back. No, it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm just hanging out. This is good. Right. Like it's okay to just hang out. 
just, just I like moving. that. Yeah. I like it's, that. It's a, it's very, it's something that I say to people all the time. They like when people start running, when you did the, the, uh, run for women earlier this blog. year too, yeah, whatever. And like, I'm, I'm going to say it to you again, it doesn't matter. Forward is the I right just, direction. I just want to make right? sure people understand. I don't <laughs> run. I will walk. I will walk. And I will, well, I assure you. Yeah. <laughs> I am no longer running either. So if you want to do it again next year, I'll walk with you. Yes. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. No, I've been advised that I got to give up the ghost. Ooh. There's no more running. I am getting old and my joints are not handling it very well. <laughs> so. uh, that's another discussion. This whole getting old thing. I filled out a questionnaire the other day as a middle-aged woman. You did not. I did because middle age is 40s and 50s. I'm like, I'm like a couple years into this. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I don't expect to live past 100. Like, yes, this is obviously my middle age. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so it, it was some fascinating thoughts. I think we, we will come back to that one on another episode because I think it was, uh, I, I might even have a guest we could pull in. We'll see. It was good. Oh, that would. That would, I think, would be yeah. a pretty funny conversation. I can remember the first time entering my age in something digitally and like having to scroll back and scroll back <laughs> and good. scroll back. And I'm like, okay, like 82 wasn't that long ago, man. <laughs> but yeah. once I had my child say to me, what was life like in the 80s? And I was like, well, fluorescent and happy. And she was like, how do you know? You weren't alive back then. <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny it, it, there are still times I I kind of get that little like ooh when someone's like really you were born that long ago I'm like yes yes I does was that mean I still look good days. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like no well that's not what it is really it's we all get that point right I remember the first time I had an older cousin who like didn't just know her age off the top of her head and I was like how how can you be like that and then yeah. you're past 21 and you're like oh now I understand <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just, just this, it's just this blur exactly yeah. exactly yeah my brother turned 40 this year and my mom seemed to handle that okay and then the other day I said something about um I'm closer to 40 than I am 35 and she was like oh my god She's like, both of my kids are gonna be 40 and I was like yep yeah we are <laughs> yeah that's... Jeremy will be 42 by then so <laughs> yeah that is that is a whole other phase of like yeah. reality. Yeah. 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 Weird. But yeah, that, that's a whole different conversation. We can talk about how <laughs> I have like suddenly like fallen into this world where like I am, I'm getting another chemical peel this week. My second chemical peel from East ND. I love them. Highly recommend it. It's not necessarily for making you look younger, but giving you that nice glow back to your skin. So yeah, we could, we could definitely come up with an entire other episode out of this, but we are like <laughs> roughly out of time here already. Yes. Yes, we are. Cause this is what happens when we just chat time. Just like <laughs> really away. happens with all of our guests too. I don't think we've ever been pulling for, <laughs> for, for things to talk about. We have the gift of gab, you and I, so it works out very well. We do. And it, and it is like we said, it's nice, especially in these crazy times to have that connection have that chance to talk with someone. And I know, you know, a lot of people who do a lot of these zoom calls and things for work, talk about the zoom fatigue but for me like I do one or two of these a week maybe I'm like yes bring it on let's do zoom 
Give me an adult. Give me yes. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just to talk about something too, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff that you're not just like, you know, talking, you're not talking business. That's that's the fun thing about this is we can talk about whatever we want. We're not always talking business, which is yeah. great. Well, that is yeah. our business, just to talk about everything. That's that's one, true. Of, my, one of my favorite uh, editorial cartoons ever. And I know I'm gonna have to stop talking here soon, but <laughs> When I first walked into the newsroom, the first newsroom I walked into, one of the other journalists had this cartoon up and it was a bullseye, like a target. And like it had all these different words around it. And the news crew was standing there with their darts. All right. What am I going to be an expert in today? I'm like, that is journalism in a nutshell yeah that sounds like the best newsroom ever it was. ever yeah <laughs> it was a very that's good way place. too i cool. still miss that one yeah. yeah i can imagine that sounds like a wicked place yeah. um okay so let's talk a little bit of business though before we go how yes. can people find you jenna morton jenna morton is the voice behind pickle planet moncton so you can find me at www.pickleplanetmoncton.com and i can tell you that right now on the homepage, there's a fantastic post that lists all kinds of winter activities in the Moncton area, all kinds of outdoor things that are not, you know, dependent really on zones and phases and all that kind of stuff, places to go sliding, places where you can walk on trails and all that kind of great stuff. Same thing on Facebook and Instagram, look up Pickle Planet Moncton, you will find me. Yay. I love that. Love it. Love it. Uh, And you can find me at the podcasthub.ca or tosh.woodtaylor on any social medias too. And if you're looking to start a podcast, be on a podcast, advertise on a podcast, hit me up. I can help you out with all of that. Yay. We'll see you next week. Sound good? Yes. Oh, for sure. We, yeah. Every week we're here (laughs) every day. If we're on Rogers. Thank you for listening to this episode. We are thrilled that you're listening. We hope you love it so much that you're going to hit the subscribe button. You're going to like, you're going to tell your friends and family. Don't forget to leave us that very important review as well. And you can find us on all social media platforms. Me as Tosh.WoodTaylor. And you can follow Pickle Planet Moncton on the website, Facebook, or Instagram.